Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, Are we live? It's happy is it, Friday. Is it time to do thank, the 201st thank, episode? <laughs> thank, God, thank goodness it's Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. We're um, happy to have you all here. Had a great show for our 200th. Um, Didn't we? It really was. So fun it to really, be able really to roll was. those videos. Of course, having yeah. Tim Bird and Tim Lawrence both there was outstanding. Mm-hmm. It's really just a, it felt like a an important turning point for us. It did. Right. It did. It felt really, really good. And yeah. there's there's more really powerful things that are coming. Oh, so, that reminds yeah. me. I need to make sure for anybody who heard me say that uh, my thought was for Friday that we would talk about this whole uh, um, thing about enterprise value and moving to business ownership. It's so I'm gonna have to put that off because I wasn't able to prepare all the stuff. So so it's coming still, uh-huh. but uh, not today. We're talking inventory today. Yeah. So um, it's coming. Yeah. We'll we'll make sure that. Uh, oh we, yeah, it's yeah. forefront of my mind. Actually, I just want to do it in a kind of a thorough way. Yeah. So I just wasn't getting that. Oh, happy September, Facebook user. Hey, um, yeah, it is, it is September. September right. Oh my to... goodness, this year has gone by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been crazy. Uh, I I learned a new thing. This will be helpful. It'll save us a lot of time going oh, okay. into fall. That do you know what when somebody says PSL, you know what that is? No. It's going to save you a lot of time to, when, you, <laughs> when you're looking for a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, so I know we're not okay. there yet, but I'm just saying I learned yesterday that PSL mm. means pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice latte. latte. So I, I, a lot of you knew that we were in Twin Falls last weekend to help um, my sister-in-law open up uh, her shop and spend some time with my brother. And um, she, because she's brand new to this and it's a franchise. And um, and so they said, okay, so all your Christmas stuff is coming. You need to have it out within the next week or two. Yeah. And I was like, you're going to be one it of them. August, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, please don't play mean, Christmas music yet. You mean a retailer? <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a retailer? I, I, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It is nuts. It's not a four-letter um, word. Yeah. Um, oh, hi, Bill Elizondo. Um, I didn't shut you out. Heck no. We just want you to, you know, introduce yourself or maybe you have to do that whole stream yard. This is who I am. It could be Zuckerberg. Did you say something um, about Zuckerberg online? So now I'll get banned. That's true. I know because you just said the name. So, Um, all right. So we don't really have any announcements right this minute. No, I no. mean, we have um, um, we got a couple of things on the horizon, though. Mm-hmm. So certainly we want to uh, we are putting yeah. together some dealer panels. We've got some new panels mm-hmm. kind of surfacing. We we the popular vote around what kind of dealer panels folks would most like to mm-hmm. like to see was around uh, lead management, yeah. like converting leads. So yeah. so that continues to be a buzz topic. And so yes. we'll we'll find some panelists and look for us to do some panels in um, the the coming weeks. Yeah, here. and then we have uh that's got Tommy's that. event coming up. Tommy's and event the, the coming Mariotta up. The Mariotta conference in Atlantic mm-hmm. City will be September 24th through 26th. We know the policy conference is also coming up. Yeah. So those of you And who, then uh, um we will be at the LHPH summit. So those of you who are lease or pay here or are thinking about getting into leasing, um we'll be there. We'll be broadcasting live on the Friday. Um, but we aren't speaking. We're going to be talking to speakers. Um, LHPH asked us to, you know, that's well, it's they asked us to come and broadcast um, 
uh, interviews with the speakers after they're done. Yeah, it's been a fun, so it's a fun, fun new format for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to sit in the session and listen to the speaker, and then we're going to invite <laughs> the speaker to come to the microphone after their session and talk to them a little further about, and we'll go live, you know, so will you be able to join us live in San Diego? I'm not close enough. October. Okay, now I'm close enough sh- to you. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. like being close oh, to Oh, good. To nice. Himself. This is comfy. All right. Time Topic. to talk about inventory. Inventory. Yeah, and this is a big subject because we and and as often happens, you know, we're we're uh, typically the topics that come around are the things that we're working through with clients, mm-hmm. and th- that, and obviously what we work through with clients tends to circle here and there. Um, we've seen all the different. I mean, yeah, we've elements, we've we've seen yeah. lots where they've got three cars um, because that's all the room that they have, and we've seen lots where they have sixty cars. Yeah. Yeah, so, so so I think for today, it maybe it's helpful to back up and give a little background okay. on me as it relates to this. Keep in mind, before I was ever in the car business in 95, I was in the retail and sporting goods business. So inventory turn was very much a thing, you know, mm-hmm. checking and optimizing your inventory. And and so that's uh, something I came from. Then in the car business, you know, as a dealer and somebody who's managed dealerships that had pretty... Um, pretty high turn rates. I mean, I've traditionally mm-hmm. had pretty high turn rates and, and I will just tell you right up front, I think a lot of that is just a decision. Mm-hmm. It's like, so how was I able to go into an operation that had slow turn rates and flip the switch and increase the turn rates? So we'll talk about that today. I'm going to take you through how, um, and we can have some fun by just thinking through, if I were to come to your lot, you know, and become your general manager for three months, how would I what would I do to affect the rate at which inventory turns? So that's, that's what the day is. It's okay. kind of just taking people inside that, that, that kind thing. of conversation, yeah. that kind of um, strategy. And as I shared in the comments before we went live is that I'm, I'm really thinking not so much recon pipeline, like that's a whole different conversation and, and a deeper mm-hmm. conversation. We're not talking about, the reconditioning pipeline and the time to line or time that from the day you buy it to get mm-hmm. it to the, to the lot. I'm really saying once the cars are on the lot and I'm, and I'm talking really about a retail count available for sale. So for today, our whole conversation will be around how many cars do you have available for sale on the lot? And then mm-hmm. how many cars do you turn to you sell on average out of that inventory size. So it doesn't matter if you have 40 cars in the pipeline in the shop or otherwise, you know, the recon process, I'm talking about cars available for sale because why? Because that's what our customers see. That's what our salespeople see. So that's the part Mm -hmm. that we're really focused on is, you know, how do we get that inventory fresher and turning more frequently? And I'm just going to start you off with one of the I guess I offered two bonus tips. I made the topic, Michelle, four four simple steps, mm-hmm. and then I came up with two more. And and now here's, a, here's another one. Yeah, we can do the first one. It's fine. But, okay. But I would say the bonus tip before you even look at this one, the the bonus tip already is just it's a decision. It's a decision that you make mm-hmm. uh, to turn your inventory faster. So let's talk about what would go into that decision. So step number one to get inventory to move more quickly is just pricing. We got to look at pricing relative to our local market. And when I talk about that, I'm not talking about relative to Black Book or NADA. I'm really saying if I'm a consumer in the market, what can I get into for $1,500 down and $500 a month or whatever the numbers look like Mm -hmm. that you're trying to do in your business model? We just have to make sure, are we competitive? Are we 
are we offering a finance program that is accessible so that we can be sure that whatever leads we get, phone, on the lot, you know, web app, do we have a program available to satisfy the customer's financial needs or the entire market's financial needs? That's well, step number one. And that's also like part of that is, 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 you know, defining your market, but um, because there's, I've, I, I personally have seen lots of different, like we do, um, we uh, put things on the lot for the upper market of, you know, these are people that have hit bad times and now have bad credit, but they, they, you know, they want a nicer, uh, the truck, the, you know, those kind of things to, um, I just need a car to get to work that will get me there. Um, so I can make a paycheck. Yeah. And so there's, there's a gamut of who your customer might be, but um, so, you know, figuring out what it is that is, is, are you, are you, well, um, this is not a squirrel. Is it not? No, It no. sounds like a but squirrel. But it's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's a possum because it's, it's related to this, this you topic. You never have explained to people why okay. this possum thing. Possum is like, squirrel is totally different tangent. Yeah. Possum is tangent that within was us. the topic. We came up with that as a yeah. way in okay. our own so, communication. And, and you know what? I'm going to copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a possum. So she could, you know, so I could um, be prepared yeah. mentally and so, when she shifts. So like in your market, you may want to have the $20,000 trucks, but your market may not be able to handle that. So, well, I, or be able it to, can handle to, it. These to turn are, these it are, as quickly. These are different questions because when you okay. talk about a $20,000 truck, that's a, that's a capitalization question for the dealer can they fund it because my point here in this pricing thing mm -hmm. is it doesn't matter if it's twenty thousand dollar truck or a five thousand dollar okay. ford escort if i can get if a customer can get in it with fifteen hundred down and five hundred a month that's the part i'm talking that's, about here. Um, yes so it can be whatever car um then right. okay gotcha. so when i say pricing it's not so much the selling price it's the it's the pricing of your finance program and the terms that you offer how accessible is your finance program so how do you and uh, this is not a Please. squirrel. Um, like, let's say that you've you've got a lot of inventory on the lot that is on the high end. Um, and so you are currently, um, it's like your average down now is 3,000, whatever, 2,000, 3,000, because in order to kind of make it work and that your payment now, I mean, we've seen payments as high as seven hundred eight hundred dollars sure and so is that okay it's it's kind of a different thing in that mm -hmm. i'm simply saying it doesn't matter whether we're talking twenty thousand dollar cars five thousand dollar cars the question is and ultimately we'll get to this thing about optimizing your assets and your inventory like okay we so so i Customers are asking for third row SUVs and four wheel drive pickup trucks. Okay. So I'm going to put some of them on the lot. And because of my cost and my financial strategy and my capitalization structure, I really need to get about $5,000 down on that vehicle to, to make it all work financially. So, okay, that's fine. If that's what you need to satisfy your market. Now I'm asking you go back in and look at your turn rate on all those types of inventory, you know, and, and a good software should be easy enough to get to, this is what's selling. This is what's sitting and aging. And so it's really a question of optimizing assets. So again, step number one in getting the cars to move faster is making sure they fit the pricing and that they will sell yeah. at whatever financial program you have put together, your business model, so that they will sell and that the, the that won't be a barrier. We can go ahead and go. Uh, and I'll try to keep, I'm going to keep my 
my um, squirrels and oh, possums. Oh, no, it's fine. It helps, uh, it helps expand <laughs> on the topic. So this okay. is about assess and reassess. So, you know, one of the things you see is that uh, sometimes we visit a lot and you go through the inventory and you see that, you know, first of all, we don't have, we, we see too often that dealers, managers, salespeople don't walk the lot and get in the cars enough. Because if they did, they would see the trash in the seat. They would see the um, that the key tag is really worn and clearly means that car's been around for a long time. Like freshen up. Well, and I mean, we've we've been on lots where it's like there's grass growing around a tire. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's merchandising, you know, right? Yeah. And what I'm really talking about is the condition of the car itself. Like okay. you know, it's like how's the how's the car run? I mean, is somebody getting in that car? And so, so part of this is assessment before it goes on the lot. Recon says they're done. Car comes back from the shop. Now we're ready to put it in inventory. Is somebody really assessing that car? Like, have we driven it? Do we know if the belts are squeaking? Do we know if the blend door is making a weird rattle in the thing? I mean, we just need to know, is the car really ready to go? And is it got problems that would scare, you know, as dealers, we know that blend door noise, it's common in these cars. We know that consumer doesn't and always is know that, that something that you can do just by turning it on and leaving, leaving it on, on the lot. This is I, like driving it around and getting it warm. Yeah. This is about getting it warm, it's full like, assessment, full assessment of the car. We're making sure that the cars go out there really ready to go. And so, so mm -hmm. we have to make sure one, are the cars really tip top shape and, and yeah. ready to go and, and no, no yeah. obstacles. Would you say it's forward. like if you're close to a highway or freeway, get on an exit, go around, go around just to kind of get it sure. up to speed, get it nice and warm. Um, and I know. would also, you know, yeah. I like the idea of salespeople not having a demo. I don't, I, I definitely wouldn't do a demo for a salesperson, but I'm happy for them to drive a different car overnight and ask yourself, well, we can't do that. We can't have a salesperson drive a different car overnight. Why not? Why not? Why? And, and why wouldn't they do that? If your salespeople don't have enough confidence, if it's a confidence question, if your salespeople don't have enough confidence in cars to drive them home overnight, a different car every time, mm -hmm. not the same car, mm -hmm. not their favorite car that fits them well, <laughs> a different car every time, drive the cars, get some miles in them, and they'll discover stuff before the customer does. Absolutely. And a uh, possum, again, so I'm doing it. Um, just imagine, like, if you've got your tags and this comes from this lot and all of that, um, that it's kind of like a walking or it's a moving billboard in a way for your dealership. And when the neighbors of your salespeople see, that's a cool car, that's a that's cool a car, point. that's a cool car, that's, that's a, a cool point. different cars every Drive day come in and they're like, hey, how do you have different cars? And, da, 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 yeah. and you can have that conversation. That's and, a good point. Yeah. yeah the, 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 I'm not trying to market here. I mean, it helps. You're going to see the cars. Mm -hmm. I'm really just trying to assess, but you're right. And driving at home, the neighbors, uh, you stop at a, a quick trip, you know, to gas up and somebody's, you know, in the market for a car, that stuff's going to happen just by having mm -hmm. the cars out and about. But yep. mostly I'm just trying to evaluate the car and then reevaluate the car because you're going to hear me say that these cars need to be super, you know, evaluated and reevaluated mm -hmm. to make sure they're tip top shape. And then they're going to go away if they fit the right finance program. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how to deal with the ones who aren't moving here shortly. Strategy. Tip number three, revisit strategy. Okay. So this is kind of revisit your strategy. Topic. Sometimes they don't have a strategy, but, <laughs> it's yeah, like, um, this, but let's, this yeah. part, the strategy gets mm -hmm. polluted by mm -hmm. some, I'll call it stinking thinking. Like sometimes I love we, that. And you know where that came from? Where? Stinking thinking. Ziggler? Zig Ziggler. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's basically a sort of a flawed approach. 
a mm-hmm. flawed strategy based on maybe some bad information. Mm-hmm. And so I see this and I hear these people say, for example, if you're an old school person and you say to me, there's an ass for every seat. Has it, have we heard that? Have you heard that? I've heard that recently yeah, from, from like, from dealers. yeah, from dealers and from salespeople. Yeah. So yeah. you say there's an ass for every seat. Boy, that's just the wrong thing to say to me because that's, that's an old school mentality and it's really inefficient. It's not the right use of assets. You're not optimizing and your, your assets and you're not turning the inventory as quickly as and, it and it's kind of like I'm buying cars for me. Yeah. And then it's like, eventually it's, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot. Somebody, yeah. Bill, Bill Elizondo, somebody that's still tuned in here this morning, tell us, I mean, that's, if, if, if it's true that there's an ask for an every, every seat, isn't it also true that aging inventory costs more and more? Like the longer the car sits on the lot, the more you end up having tied up in it. So it's like financially that car degrades it, you know, we're headed into winter, you're going to have, you know, snow drifts and, and frozen conditions. And so you, you, the cars are going to degrade just by being out on the lot, not to mention how many dollars we have tied up in them. And if we're floor planning these cars, yeah, you might say there's an ask for every seat, but are we going to wait until that customer comes who wants, you know, this, you know, green Ford fusion or whatever, you can wait and wait and wait and you'll, yeah, you'll eventually <laughs> sell it. But what did it cost you to have that car on your asphalt all yeah. that time? That's the part that I'm saying. It just is incomplete information. Yeah. And I think to um, just uh, from uh, a consumer perspective mm-hmm. is that if you've got the same cars on the lot and people are driving by and they're seeing this, there's no excitement yeah. at all for yeah. the, for the lot. But if they see, um, holes in your line and they are filled differently every day. And that there's, it's like, it looks like there's fresh inventory. And so when people drive by, it's new. And so we all know that when you, when you have something like a business and it's, it's a specific way after so many times, you no longer see it because it hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, I, I think of some of the, the dealerships when I was a teenager, they had this big Ford dealership. Um, and they, they would do different things on there. Like they would have this massive artwork stuff and they would change it out every month. And it just drew the eye Mm -hmm. to the deal, to the lot. And, um, and, you know, got people interested in that you'd, you'd see the cars. So sure. I, I think that there's an awful lot to, um, yeah. That well, if we if, if you com- have aged inventory, it's like, it's old. We had these and, conversations yeah. in Idaho with mm-hmm. somebody who's opening a retail business for the first time and they've got mm-hmm. a good franchise. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 the, doing for well. the shop. Yes. They're doing quite well, but it's like that, that same thing applies in any kind of retail. When, when the inventory is fresh, Mm-hmm. There's new stuff coming out. You can see stuff being added to the shelves out while you're there. You know, it's like that, that stuff um, matters. Like if it's just it sitting there collecting dust and you don't, it yeah. also doesn't create urgency, which is kind of the other yes. thing about this. By now it may mentality. be gone. Yeah. It's like this mentality, which we're going to talk a little bit more about next, but it creates that level of urgency. It stimulates this idea that if I see something, cause look, if I walk through your lot and all the cars are super dusty and some of them have stickers that have been there for a long time, or they're sitting in if the I'm same the consumer, place. They're sitting in the same for the place. The last two months, yeah. Then, as a consumer, if I walk through and I see something I like, mm-hmm. I don't feel any great urgency about having to buy it today. Like mm-hmm. I just think I, Mm-mm. I just think, well, I got plenty of time to decide. These cars aren't moving very fast. It looks like, mm-hmm. and so we, 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 we don't. One of the things that happens is we need to recognize. 
we need to look at our business through the customer's lens. One of the things that happens to us as dealers, managers, salespeople, when we walk in and out of that front door every day and we sit at our desk and we walk through a lot, we see the same stuff all the time. We're, mm-hmm. we're used to seeing the same stuff. And, and so we, we see it through a different lens. We, we have to put on our hat and go out to mm-hmm. the front lot. And look, what does it look like for the customer when they walk through our lot, when they walk through our building, what does it look like to them? What is their perception of us? Yeah. And so I think we're just trying to create that. So strategy is just, you know, how do we, so part of the strategy too is about inventory count. How many do I need? Okay. That's a big one to unpack. Yeah. And um, so it can can kind of get tied into this aging policy that we're going to talk about next, but Mm -hmm. but let's just take a minute on inventory count Mm -hmm. over the years, especially people coming out of retail and franchise will say you need 60 cars on the The lot lot. to sell 30 a month. Okay. So I'm just picking numbers here, but that's a real common kind of scenarios. You know, a lot of, that's that's, that's like, that's a, um, uh, what, what has been like, that's just, that's just the way that we've thought about it for a really, really long time. And, you know, and that's, it's kind of, it's kind of old school way mm-hmm. of looking at it. it um, and so, you know, it, it's interesting because when, when we talk to different clients about this, we've seen lots that don't follow that strategy and they are very successful. Yeah, and I I shared in the comments of this post when when we sent the broadcast out that I put a little hint. Some of some dealers who tune into this are not going to like what they hear. Like it's mm-hmm. it's some of it's is wrapped up in your entire strategy. You've been doing it for years, and you know that in and of itself doesn't make it wrong. But the question becomes if if you are that dealer who's stocking a sixty car inventory with the intention of selling thirty a month, this is on the lot. This is irrespective of how many cars you have in the pipeline or on the way from the auction or in the recon center. This is how many cars do I have available for sale and how many am I selling? So if I'm at a 60 car inventory and I'm financing 30 customers a month and I could show up as your general manager in a short period of time, I could have you selling 30 cars a month out of a 30 car inventory. What would be the rationale behind continuing to run a how would that inventory? Help? How's that helping? How you? would that help you if you were selling 30 cars a month with a 30 car inventory instead of selling 30 cars a month with a 60 car inventory? Or maybe you're selling 60 a month with a 60 yeah. car inventory. It's really a question of it's turn, it's effective use of assets. So this is a simple thing. It's mm-hmm. like we're simply saying whatever dollars we have tied up in inventory, whether you own them for cash or you got them floored or however you put them out there, you want to optimize those dollars. That was actually, you know, when you were talking, uh, asking bill it's like so a car that sits there mm-hmm. for two months three months four months nine months whatever what is that costing you especially if you have a floor plan well so there's the cost of financing you have it yeah sitting. there's the cost of you know got to put a new battery in it because it stayed in my inventory mm-hmm. whereas if it was in somebody's driveway that would have been the customer's responsibility mm-hmm. right it's like you know that there's all these costs that mm-hmm. mount on having used cars not to mention it's worth less it's worth mm-hmm. less than 90 days than it is today yeah. so like why why let them sit? And so, so the question really is, if you can, if you can increase your turn rate, let's think about what the benefits of the R would be. If I, if I mm-hmm. succeeded at that lot by turning our, our turn rate to 30 cars a month, still sell, still selling 30, but I'm only stocking 30. What does that do? Simplifies the sales process, mm-hmm. right? Makes it easier for the salespeople to land on a car. They got Simplifies less, the process, less fewer, to, yeah. less, smaller selection, 
grab one. These cars move fast. They can see somebody else taking delivery on the other side of the lot. Like you better grab or, one. Or they, or they see it's changing. Uh, it's changing every day, right. every week. And so it's like, this is what we got. We, sure. Yeah. This yeah. is this is important stuff. It's like, it doesn't yeah. get talked about enough. And I think it's something that we recognize that it's an opportunity mm-hmm. for us in buy here, pay here. So, yeah. you know, we, we sound like we're being harsh and it's like, I'm not out to beat anybody up, but I am ways I'm out to shift some ways of thinking mm-hmm. about this stuff in terms of, you know, we have clients that, and I've got the charts, we can dig yeah. them out, but it's like, we've got clients who turn their retail available for sale inventory two, three, four times a month. Mm-hmm. So you're talking uh, about out of a 15 to 20 car lot, they're selling 30. Having, yeah, well, yeah. yeah so uh-huh. we've got clients, I can think of one client in particular that runs about a 15 to 20 car inventory available for sale per lot. So you're talking about having typically around 30 cars is where they open and close the month between two stores. And they're very, very consistently sell 80 to a hundred out of those two small inventories, two locations. So yeah. I'll say it again, 30 car inventory selling 80 to a hundred a month. Yeah. So it's a question of they, they, all their stuff is fresh. And if customers see something, they see that stuff moving and they know if they were yeah. going to wait till next paycheck, they know the inventory is going to yeah. be different. And, and I, you know, I, I, as we're talking to different dealers, there's a pinch happening right now with capital and, you know, it's getting, it's, there's, there's a bit of a squeeze on mm-hmm. that. And so if you can have, um, you know, consolidate, make yourself, this is about lean. This is about being lean and being nimble. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get more lean, um, you're going to save yourself a bit of money because your capital providers don't care if you've got 30 or 60 cars on the lot. They like to have 60, actually, if they're providing your floor plan. If they're <laughs> providing your floor plan, yes. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, just for the contracts, they don't care if you have 30 or 60. They just, they care yeah. if, um, you know, they're, you're sending contracts. So. Yeah. So, you know, this is part of why floor plans and look, you know, there's folks out there that we know that are in the floor plan business, but we, we don't love a floor plan for buy here, pay here mm-hmm. because we are used to seeing a faster turn. We certainly encourage our clients to turn the car faster, yeah. which means we just need to range enough money to cover that pipeline. Yeah. So we're, we're on tip four, implementing a new aging policy. What this would is, you suggest? I would say make a decision and stick to it. And the key word there is implement, like, don't just talk about it, create a policy that you can follow through on. Uh-huh. So for example, I was going to say, can we get any, an example yeah, of like what write, you're talking about? I could about. write a policy for mm-hmm. a deal. I could put it on a simple piece of paper today that says, um, cars that reach 60 days in inventory from the time they've hit the lot will get a, uh, reduction whatever we think is appropriate price down payment, whatever we're going to get a, they're going to get a reduction. And then if they're still on the lot at 91 days, they go to wholesale. So hopefully you've got multiple locations and it could go to another lot mm-hmm. because I don't care that it's gone. I just, well, I, I care that it's gone from this location. Mm-hmm. So I, I want it. And so, so it, the way I always explain that is we can get wrapped up in this kind of ask for every seat thing with oh, mm-hmm. it's such a nice car. It drives great. The air conditioner blows cold. It's like, it's a nice car. Why is it not selling? It doesn't matter why mm-hmm. it's not selling. So what you're, you're suggesting as a su- suggestion is that, um, 91 days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, well, I think, I'm picking yeah. a number. Like, well, I'm every just, like policy three months, be different, whatever. I, I'm in that uh-huh. range. For uh-huh. sure. And, and days. that's, there's a whole nother topic on, you know, well, we might've bought it for more than less. It's like, it, you're, you're, um, 
that's a whole nother conversation mm -hmm. um, from when prices were a lot higher. And I know a lot of dealers have cars on their lots that come from before the prices started going down. But yeah, I'm aware of that. And I, I'm mm -hmm. going to say that almost everything we've talked about here today is irrespective of the cost in mm -hmm. the car. Mm -hmm. It's it's irrespective of the cost. Yes, our costs are higher. Yes, we own the cars for more than we used to. That's not the, really the part I'm talking about. Are we going to make them go away or are we going to let them sit and rot on the lot? That's really what, regardless of how we paid for them, how we yeah. got them, that we made them available yeah. for sale. Yeah. Now, are we going to sell them or are we going to sit on them? And so that's really the question for me is, are we going to move them on through? Uh -huh. Because, and so when you create this policy that I'm talking about, it doesn't matter. 91 days, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's it's a slick car though. It's got, it's got perfect paint. The air's cold. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going away. Yeah. There have been, look at, yeah. look at all the cars that sold in the 90 days that, that this car was here. I don't care why it didn't sell. I just want it gone. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things I've seen um, with some of the people that we work with is that they have, this is, I think, beautiful on so many levels. They have other dealers in their region that they just, they like let each other know, I got a car you want to, and, and, and they'll even without taking it to wholesale, or if they don't have multiple locations, there might be like, I got this, you got this, let's yeah. figure it out here and, and do a swap or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, there are yeah. things in our line of work that are difficult to solve, uh -huh. right? Some of these things are more challenging, take mm -hmm. more time. This one is the reason you're hearing me kind of an elevated voice or whatever, like this is one we fix. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what I look like when I get excited. This is my, this is my excited face and my happy yeah. face. This can is you elevated. Tell, yeah. Can you tell the difference? I can. <laughs> Yeah. So no, it's like, this is the topic that it's one of those things that we can fix. It's yeah. a decision. It's a simple decision yeah. to commit to a policy and move the cars. Now, somebody has got to be prepared to absorb that financially. Right. I mean, if, if those cars and, and, and there's, you know, it's one of those things where kind of ties into this thing right here about, we got to check our ego. We got to say, but I bought that car and I bought it. And so I, I don't think I overpaid for that car you know, it's a nice car. Well, it's not, it's not about you at this point. It's about the car and it's about the fact that nobody's buying it. And so we can, mm -hmm. you, you might love it for a variety of reasons, but if it reaches 91 days, in my example, you have to be prepared to let it go, let the ego go and move it on through. It's going to mm -hmm. optimize your inventory. It's going to optimize your sales and your rate of turn is going to make you much more efficient with, um, you know, to, <laughs> Maggie got to come. Maggie's just here to remind everyone to please, please, please call your internet leads. That's that is all. all. That'll also turn your inventory. Yeah, that'll, that'll help uh, yes. get that inventory. Yeah, made, that's absolutely true. So, yeah. For, so for today, we were just weren't digging on the, you know, on the sales and marketing side. It's more about is... a policy about managing the inventory. And so mm -hmm. if those, because if those leads, we call the leads, Maggie, and what I've been talking to some of our clients about recently is we call the leads but we can't get them into the 1500 and five, you know, 1500 down and 500 a month as an example, then I can't, I can't create many sales. If I can't get to the finance program mm -hmm. that the customer, really their budget, their, their income says mm -hmm. I need to be at this number and, and I can't create yeah. any more down payment. And than that, I have today. We clients all over the, the U S and the typical client has a certain window of, of income mm -hmm. and, so it's like, so, you know, it's, and then it's the down payment about right. whether or not you're turning things quickly. And, you know, there is more risk on the road, but sure. there's, you know, you weigh those things out. Is it better to have more cars out there or sit on cars waiting for the right person that you might be waiting three months where you can, in that amount of time, sure. sell three cars. Yep, for sure. So, so we can go to that okay. last one there. Like last this one. one. This one is, this one is, we got to be careful about. 
This one I see too mm-hmm. frequently. And a lot of what we're talking about here it's, is tied back to this. Let me say this is a bonus tip. Um, And it is called avoid making second mistakes. So the same mistake twice. Well, or is that what you're talking about? It's like making a second mistake related to the same thing. So sometimes it's the same mistake twice, but more likely it's an example would be one of the things I see pretty frequently. And I've been there like, like I bought a lot of cars myself in my Mm -hmm. career. And so you make a mistake. Sometimes you, you, you miss something, you miss Mm -hmm. some body work, you missed an engine problem. And now you own the car for too much whatever those numbers look like, the the real wholesale market value, regardless of what the book is, what you could get for it on the wholesale market today is X and you own it for X plus a thousand. Like you just made a mistake and you own it for more than you should. So what I mean by don't make a second mistake is if because we own the car for more, we want to ask the customer for more down payment because of our mistake. And so, so regardless of how we set the finance terms, or we, we own that car so heavy, so now we're going to hold out until we can get $3,000 down. That's a second mistake. That car is the same car just because you made a mistake of overbuying it. And sometimes it's me. I'm not, you know, it happens to all of us. These are used cars we're buying. It's going to happen to all of us. So when we make a mistake and spend too much for the car, we can sometimes make a second mistake by saying, I can't I'm holding out. that car. I'm holding out. I'm, I'm going to let it out. sit until I can get $3,000 down that car. Because I'm not going to lose money on the more. car. Yeah. Yet. It's sitting on the lot next to other cars that have similar miles and age and they're more affordable. So guess which ones are selling? So I'm making a second mistake yeah. when I hold on to yeah. that car. And so I, I need to be prepared to, because the question becomes yeah. if I, so I run it back to the auction and I lose a thousand bucks. Okay. Which mistake is greater releasing the car for what it's really worth or having it sit on the lot, you have money tied up in it. That's taken up asphalt on your inventory. And I always mm-hmm. say, you know, smart looking remark I made to one guy one day. It's like, I, we don't buy these cars to hold down the asphalt. Like, <laughs> you know, that's asphalt's not going anywhere. And the other so, one is people don't come onto the lot to buy it. A ham sandwich. sandwich. That one I learned from somebody else. One of the sales managers I've worked with years ago used to say, these folks aren't here to buy a ham sandwich. So, you know, it's like, let's get busy. So anyway, yeah. the uh, the thing is, that the, the idea is we can sometimes make a second mistake when we own the cars wrong. And listen, a lot of us own our, mm-hmm. our a big part of inventory, quote unquote, wrong now because cost of car went mm-hmm. sky high. We had to have stuff. We, we bought stuff that we didn't want to do body work on. And, you know, we, it's, it's our reality right now. And so we can make that, that whole, we can apply that whole thing to our entire inventory. If we own it for too much, let's make the necessary adjustments. Let's figure out financially how to bite the bullet and make the pivot. Basically mm-hmm. we're in the business to finance cars and collect car payments, get car payments coming in on those cars. Mm-hmm. So when you look across your inventory and you see stuff that's aging, think how much better would it be if that was in somebody's driveway and it was getting $500 a month for it, regardless of the down payment that you have to have to get it in their driveway. It's like, just mm-hmm. let's don't make a second mistake by sitting on our inventory and having it age and depreciate, mm-hmm. you know, because now we just, we're, and we're probably playing, paying for plan expense or, you know, otherwise. And so the keys to all these things to solve and whatever financial problems we have today mm-hmm. If you doubled your portfolio, just as an example, if you doubled your portfolio, would that solve a lot of your financial problems? You obviously have to have the means to fund it. But if you could create that cash flow, 
that by doubling your portfolio size, how many of the problems that you have in terms of cost of inventory and all these kind of things that you have internally right now, how many of those could be solved by that cash flow? So I'm just thinking financially, we need to, many of us need to be prepared to make that pivot mm-hmm. and commit to freshing inventory, creating sales, you know, creating, building our portfolio. And look, you know, if, if we need to help you with the financial part, like if you need to try to find money, reach out, we can, we can do what we can try to help you connect to the, the right financial partners, but it's like, and, and maybe Michelle will loan you the money. You know, she's got lots of money. <laughs> I got $10 so. in my wallet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but just reach out. If we can help on that. I think this is part of why I see just, but really for today is like, we got to be ready to move that inventory. That's yeah. what it's there for. You know, that's why we put it out there and we got to be prepared to move it, sell it and get it in mm-hmm. somebody's driveway. And so this is part of the, the yeah. mindset. But hope these helps or these tips yeah. helped. And, uh, so yeah, we will catch you all again on uh, Monday. Well, and Monday is a holiday. Oh, we right. realize that many of you will not be in. We haven't made a decision whether or not we're going to do a recording or we're going to go live. Yeah. Um, we aren't planning on going anywhere, so we probably will do it live, probably and live. then you can catch it when you when you are. But it is um, Labor Day. Oh, not the yeah. right one, uh-huh. and Labor so Day, you know, yeah, <laughs> September. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, have a. Just a quick review, though, uh, pricing, local market, financial, financiability, financeability, mm-hmm. um, assess and recess. Get out there and drive those cars. Get yeah. your get your team members to um, make sure they're tip top. Make sure they're tip top. Um, three, revisit your strategy. You know, what is Maybe it that makes an awful lot of sense? Yep. Implement new aging policy. Make them go away. Make them go away. Bonus tip. Check your ego. Yeah. Don't let that pollute your business yeah. decisions. It's like I made, I bought a really cool car. And yeah. so yeah. I, I asked for every seat. Yeah. yeah. And then the second or the last one bonus tip, avoid making second mistakes. Right. Thanks so much for joining us today, everybody. I hope you have a fantastic I'm off Labor to get Day a PSL. Weekend. I got to get a PSL. Pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> it was a quiz. It was a quiz. To hear. <laughs> have a great day, guys. Have a great day.